If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stay tuned later in the podcast for an interview with the founder of Optimum Joy, a network of mental health professionals serving people in and around Chicago. Today on CityCast Chicago, at public meetings and in our inbox and voicemails, we've been hearing from plenty of people who don't want the Bally's Casino plan for River West. They're worried about traffic, crime, and excessive gambling. We hear from one of those opponents, but we've also got someone in the neighborhood who actually wants the casino. It's Wednesday, June 8th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Bally's Casino in River West has been approved by city council and it still needs the okay from the Illinois Gaming Board. Sean Cogan lives just down the block from the site. What up, Jacoby? It's uh, interesting hearing you at normal speed. I usually listen to you at 1.4x. Um, <laughs> <laughs> voice sounds great either way, though. So it's But it's cool to, uh, hey. to meet you like this. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, so help me with this. Why did you decide to reach out to us? You know, I'd heard at the end of a few episodes, you asking specifically for people who were pro the casino, because it didn't sound like there were many, or at least not many were reaching out to you. Um, and <laughs> you, could you hear it in my voice, the, the desperation <laughs> growing from day to day oh, for somebody to tell me that they, they was excited? A little bit, yeah. You know, I actually wrote that email uh, while I was over at the Rivers Casino. Because uh, one of the uh, ways that I earn money is playing poker over there. I am excited for the casino, and I, you know, I think there are other people who are also excited. Why do you like the idea of a casino in your neighborhood as somebody who wouldn't live too far from it? Yeah, there are uh, three main reasons. I guess I'll start with the most narcissistic one first. Um, but you know, like <laughs> I said, I play uh, I play poker for some percentage of my income these days. And so right now, the best poker room in the area is by far the one at Rivers Casino out in Des Plaines. I usually like to play uh, like through the night. So I'll try to get there around 9 p.m. or something. And then I'll try to leave at like 530 so I can beat the the morning traffic. Uh, what's reason number two? Uh, reason number two is, you know, I'm excited for it to be another venue for, you know, whether it's smaller musical acts or or comedians or who knows, maybe a live podcast could uh do a show there on, one don't day. Don't butter the bread. Don't try and butter the bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chicago, so I know there's going to be some good food. Um, and so, you know, just another uh, addition to the the culture in the area. Uh, <laughs> maybe before I listened to your most recent episode on the Cabrini thing, maybe I would have used the word excited. Uh, now I'll say cautiously optimistic to, to teetering on more pessimistic that Bally's will live up to some of the... Uh, um, promises that made that they made around their diversity and hiring practices and things like that. But, you know, I've become friends with some of the dealers in the poker room at Rivers. I can't speak for all of the other positions in the casino, but, you know, I know that they're making good money. So it'll be some good jobs for the city. 
and, you know, bring some, uh, some tax income that, that, you know, fingers crossed they'll use for maybe like CPS or, or, uh, you know, community health programs or things like that. One, one could hope. And those are three good reasons, right? Let me go through those. So one, are you doing good? Are you like, is it that a real way to make money playing poker? Yeah, well, I it's it's a recent thing for me. It just started. Okay. Um, I was part of the uh, the Great Resignation, or uh, you know, if we're being honest, maybe a little bit of a midlife crisis. I I you know I got divorced, quit my job, um, started some online businesses. Poker has always been something that I've loved. One of my best friends, he's only ever had two jobs in his life at age sixteen. He was a ticket taker at a movie theater, and since then he's just played poker. And so I was talking to him about. You know, did he think I could, uh, is the state of poker right now still viable for somebody to make a, a decent living? And he was confident that I could. So it's much better than the accounting work I used to do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, your, your second reason, you talked a lot about how this would be good uh, for the for the culture of Chicago, for the neighborhood. And I know for you, it'd be convenient. And for, for some people in the neighborhood, it, it might be convenient to just to go down and see cool shows, to go play a hand. Um, but for, for the neighborhood, in its entirety, do, do you think that, that the casino is a good idea when you when you take into account traffic, uh, the amount of city funds that are going to go into it? I've learned because I've lived in the same spot for like eight years. I've learned the rhythms of, you know, when I can and can't drive down certain streets. You know, if I go down Green Street towards Fulton Market between 8 and 2 a.m., you know, I'm going to be stuck behind Ubers. I've had people try to get in my car thinking that I was their Uber, you know, all that type of stuff. So I just avoid those traffic patterns we saw when they legalized online betting you know your fan duels uh, your draft kings people went crazy in illinois record amount of betting uh so do you feel like it's just time to give the people what they want and you know have it more regulated and out in the open yeah i mean you know there's a lot of places that you can go for gambling whether it's across the border in indiana to hammond there's displays elgin aurora joliet Maybe initially upon like the opening, there'll be a surge, but I don't think it'll be like a forever all of a sudden, you know, there's so much more money being gambled. I just think that instead of people who live in the city proper driving out to other states or to the burbs, I think they'll just be able to do it um, closer to where they live. What's the word in the poker room? People excited for Bally's and, and wanting to, to, to see if it holds up? Yeah, it's, it's still, it's still ways off. You know, I think that it's 2026 mm -hmm. and, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of pessimism that they're actually going to meet that date. You know, that there's a lot of, uh, machine Chicago politics talk where it's like, oh, they're going to have to pay off so many people. It's going to be delayed, blah, blah, blah. Um, but specifically for poker, if it's a good room, people will be uh, excited about it. We've talked about it a lot on the show that, you know, the risk of gambling, right? I mean, you do this every single day. Is the difference between problem gambling and not that you win it, my boy, <laughs> or, 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 or do we need to really take that into account as, as we move forward over the next, like you said, four or so years as the casino is, is being developed. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that gaming or gambling in and of itself is a bad thing. I think it goes in a long list of, you know, just off the top of my head, alcohol, drugs, food, porn, casual sex, like all these things. If you develop an addiction to them, they can certainly be really harmful. I, I do take a lot of, uh, time to assess my my mental state. I, I don't really think that, uh, we need to legislate, uh, away these things or anything like that. I just think that we need to be cognizant and make sure we're providing 
resources to help people who do develop issues with this. I do hope that they're setting aside some percentage of these funds to help fund mental health services and addiction services for people who do develop issues. You know, Sean, many of your neighbors are not interested in having the casino. Are you concerned with pitching them or, or making them feel better? Or, or are you just hoping they kind of come along as, as we get closer to it? Despite being on this podcast, I don't feel any responsibility to, to change anybody's mind. Um, you know, it seems like it's happening. So, uh, you know, may, maybe there'll be some last minute push to, to, to change that. But I think that once it opens and, you know, there's not some huge spike in violent crime or, or all of a sudden everybody's homeless because they've gambled away all their, all their money, all their rent or, or mortgage money. You know, I think it'll just become part of the city and it'll feel like it's, it's always been there. Uh, well, Sean, thank you for coming to CityCast Chicago. Uh, and, you know, keep listening, my G. Oh, always. <laughs> always. Every episode. <laughs> like I said, a lot of people have told us they're not interested in the casino. People like Darren Moreau. He lives in Streeterville, about a mile east of the Valley site, and thinks it's a terrible idea. When you look at the other cities that have brought casinos to their cities, like Atlantic City and Las Vegas, you see something that we don't need more of. We don't need more people who are in poverty, more homeless. How does casinos make money? They're going to make money off of people losing. They're going to give the city a percentage. I also feel as though the city has mismanaged things as it is. So why mm -hmm. in the world will we add to more mismanagement? They're doing everything they can to bring in casinos here, but they're not doing everything they can to bring in things that won't create more addiction and crime. Well, well let's talk through that because, you, you know, you mentioned Atlantic City and Las Vegas. And it's yes. important to note those are casinos, plural, right? This uh -huh. is one casino. It's the only one being proposed inside the city limits. So what's informing this idea of a casino heavily linked to crime? you know, outside of this comparison to Atlantic City and Las Vegas, where some would argue that's their main attractions. Chicago, we still Chicago. It ain't like a casino would just become the number one spot in the city overnight. When you have people who are losing money, there is a tendency through gambling to have crime. The people of Chicago don't need one extra thing like gambling. Not to say they don't go over to Indiana or go out to the suburbs or whatever, but the idea is this. Why add to that regardless? Yes, people are coming to Chicago for this, but they come to Chicago for, you know, gambling. Eh? You mm -hmm. know, they can gamble anywhere now. Think about it. The majority of the states in the union now have gambling online. That, that was actually my follow-up. I was like, given the fact that people can gamble online, do you think adding a casino is going to really change the landscape some believe it might be like crisp when Krispy Kreme opens you're gonna get a long line for a few months but eventually it'll just calm down and, and go back to business as usual I understand what you're saying I do not agree and here's why I think that overall when you have people who have that much close to their addiction are gonna come yes downtown they're gonna be downtown and they're going to go and they're going to gamble everybody's gonna want to see that They've designed this to be an addiction. They've designed it not only for the odds to be against you, but for you to lose. How does that build the community up? And how do we trust our city? And I'm not going to point out any man. I'm not going to point out Mayor Lightfoot. It's every mayor. No matter who it is, 
how do we trust the city to manage that money coming in? I, I just don't feel like Mayor Lightfoot has done her best to really engage the community, not just my community and cities, but the other 77 neighborhoods and listen to them give feedback on this. I mean, because there's been, in my community, 80% of the people are like, no, we, ain't want, we don't want a casino. And because, unfortunately, we're dealing with a scenario where you're getting people's money to a group of, of you know, the city, the group of people who have a history of not doing well with hundreds of millions of dollars. Are, are you a gambler? I have gambled. With, yeah, I've been to a casino. I've been to casinos here. I've been to casinos in Las Vegas. Am I gambling on a regular? No. So you've gambled, right? You've been out there. Do you think that the state should tell you whether or not you can gamble in your city? Is is adding a casino, a place that is regulated, potentially safe, you know, hopefully well-managed, is, is that not necessarily the best thing for our ecosystem versus leaving it in the shadows? Mm, that's a very good question. That's a very good thought. Here's my answer to that regarding the casino. What does casino gambling add? You're right. There are under, there's always been underground table games and all sorts of stuff that is happening. But, you know, here's the thing. Just because we can, should we? I just don't really trust their ability to get this right. Because if they can't manage crime, which is a short-term and a long-term issue, you know, that's a whole other podcast, I'm sure. But the idea is that if they can't manage crime, like adding another powder keg to what's already there, it's adding to a bigger underlying socioeconomical problem that's happened in Chicago. Like we said, it pretty much feels like a, a done deal at this point as it moves to the Illinois Gaming Board. Would you feel better about it if it were elsewhere in the city, like not in River West? Or do you think, regardless of the 77 community areas, it wouldn't benefit us in any of those places? I'm not one of those people, oh, not in my neighborhood. I mean, not in any neighborhood. You know, it just it just doesn't feel right. And the fact that Chicago, of all places, I mean, you know, given the history of gambling and organized crime and current crime, does, you know, do we really add to this? You're dealing with a much deeper issue. Do you feel like this is your only outlet or is there anything you can do at this point or people in your neighborhood can do at this point to oppose it? Or do you feel like just raise hell is, is your, your option? Well, there's a couple of things. I'm in Streeterville. I know that SOAR is not a big fan of it, the Streeterville organization. Uh, I also know that the River North organization isn't. I think that through your organizations, as well as checking out what your older person thinks, I think it's strong. Um, I think it's going to happen either way because you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars or more. But I think the bigger picture is this may lead, and I'm just going to say it, this may lead to a serious downfall in status for Chicago. I could be wrong, but I'll stand behind that. That's my personal belief. Darren, thank you so much for joining CityCast Chicago today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. The following conversation is sponsored by Optimum Joy. Start your journey to better mental health at OptimumJoy.com. It's just nice when you can be in person and vibe with somebody, whether it's like laughing together or sitting in quiet. It just feels different. 10 seconds in person feels different than 10 seconds of silence online. Hi, I'm David Plotz, CEO of CityCast. 
The pandemic has played havoc on everyone's mental health. So many of us have been stressed, confused, and we don't know where to turn. So I'm excited to be talking to Alexandra Hare, founder of Optimum Joy, a network of therapists serving people in Chicago and the rest of Illinois. Alexandra, welcome to CityCast. Thank you. It's good to be here, David. So what is Optimum Joy and who is it for? We're a diverse group of mental health therapists really helping people try to improve their mental wellness. When I was starting Optimum Joy, I just really had this idea of like the normal person, the working professional, where do they go for their mental health? Especially because there's so much stigma around mental health that if you go to a therapist, there must be something wrong with you. But we all have a little bit of conflict in our relationships or we're all trying to figure out what to do with our careers. So how does someone make meaning and hope or find purpose in their life? How do they feel connected to a larger thing that's like really important in people's lives? How am I going to be sure that I'm going to get the right therapist if I go to Optimum Joy? The number one thing to look for is someone who's like warm, like a good personality fit. What's nice about the therapist at Optimum Joy is there is a ton of difference, I think, among our staff members. We have 24 therapists and are continuing to just like hire and train. So if you're looking for a 50-year-old Black woman who has experience in narrative therapy, like we have somebody that really fits that niche. We want people to come to therapy and stay for as long as they need and then also like go back out and live their lives. You're called Optimum Joy and joy is clearly central to the identity of of what you're doing. So what is joy? Oh gosh, um, that's a that's a big question for a little answer. What is joy? Really, it's like a mindful, deep connection to your present moment, even if it's difficult or incredibly like happy. Alexandra, I know that the list of reasons that people go to see a therapist is literally endless, but what are the big reasons why people tend to want to see a therapist at Optimum Joy? Yeah. Well, you know, coming out of the pandemic, it's a lot of grief. You know, it's like a stacked grief on grief and not just like the loss of a person, but a lot of symbolic losses that happened in like friend groups or just some of those different transitions. I would say definitely just like a sadness, you know, that's lingering. Therapy is not free. You do have to pay for it. What would you say to people who want to use Optimum Joy, but but are having financial challenges right now? Something that we do that's super unique is we have a name your fee model for our clinical residents, those therapists in training. And essentially, it allows our office to make mental health truly accessible to underinsured or under-resourced. And we give away like ten dollars or $15,000 every single month in services. Do you offer services for people who don't want traditional therapy? Absolutely. Sometimes people don't need counseling and therapy. They just need coaching. And all of our therapists on staff also are coaches, and that can be life coaches or career coaches or relationship coaches. So really anybody in the U.S. can uh, meet with one of our therapists virtually through coaching. Alexandra, how do listeners get started with Optimum Joy? If you're a phone person, you can just call you know the phone number and our intake team. They're really super helpful and super sweet. But probably the best way is on our website, there's a get started form that asks you for everything that our office needs to get you connected with a therapist pretty quickly. Alexandra Hare, thank you for joining us on CityCast. Learn more about Optimum Joy and get connected with a therapist or a coach at OptimumJoy.com.
before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Chicago Public Schools released its $9.5 billion proposed budget with nearly $3 billion of that coming from federal relief funds. The budget also has 1,500 new staff positions, including teachers. Important note, there are public budget hearings next week so CPS families can weigh in. We got more details in our newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Mayor Lori Lightfoot has officially announced her re-election campaign. Earlier this week, the mayor was in some hot water for essentially saying Chicagoans charged with violent crimes from the state's attorney's office should be held without bail because they are guilty. There's some good news to get you through. Tomorrow kicks off the Puerto Rican Festival in Humble Park. The four-day fest features a carnival, live music, a domino tournament, and of course, a parade this Saturday at 2 p.m. You can learn more at PuertoRicanFest.com. As always, I appreciate you for listening. If this is your first episode of CityCast Chicago, go on dig through the crates. We got a whole bunch of gems to choose from. And I hope I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Oh, I just did it, did it, and then did it at the end again.